Broadcasting worldwide from the Toad Suck Studio in beautiful central Arkansas. You're listening to Bad Choices in Bourbon. I'm Dan Decker, your host. This week with me is one of my patrons from Patreon.com, the one and only Albert Hogan. Uh, he has been um, almost there from the, the very beginning, and I have had the pleasure of listening to him on several other podcasts, especially lately, um, and uh, following him on Twitter for uh, the better part of a year now, at least. Um, and it's been one of those opportunities to uh, just waiting on the time for it to happen to get you here today. Albert, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Really glad to be joining you today. Yeah, it's fantastic. So you, where are you at right now? Where are you located? So I am currently in uh, Kent in the southeast of England, um, where I live and have been living for the last 10 years. Um, But I'm originally from Ireland, um, moved to the UK uh, coming up on 14 years ago, I think now. Um, So I'm sort of uh, a man of two countries, I guess, at this point. Um, (laughs) And yeah, yeah. So split down the middle there. Yeah split down the middle yeah which you know considering the the history of our two countries <laughs> probably right? probably a little bit of a, a conflict but you know best of both worlds i tried to Absolutely. look at the positive of it and uh it's a, yeah, something yeah. trish so, asked me about that the other day and she was you know she was talking about oh she had been watching the crown and uh, she's like i didn't remember any of that i was like oh there are entire episodes of star trek that were banned because referencing these things in history <laughs> she was like oh wow so yeah it's a bit of a big deal back then still kind oh, of a big well, deal so it, yeah it's still kind of is and actually brexit is bringing it all back up oh lovely um, opening yeah. old wounds but let's yeah for but sure. let's not talk about brexit that's I'm not what we're, brexit. we're talking about happy stuff on this podcast yes um yeah uh so uh when you were on when you were on the show then it was an englishman and an irishman and an irishman go to the movies yeah so i think where we where we ended up was an englishman and an irishman and an irishman in england i think is where we ended up in terms of how to describe it um but that was great. a real tongue twister and he messing it up so he was just like no no he just he just refers to me as their third host now <laughs> i can't wait to get ian on the show he's he's on the uh, perspective uh, guest list because every time he fumbles over himself, I I lose it. I just lose it. He can never keep his words <laughs> properly. He'll talk about three movies ago and just he can't he can't keep it straight. It tickles me to no end. Yeah, and and we really you know uh, have fun with him over that. So you know he's, you he's he can be quite grumpy sometimes. Um, even though he's the youngest <laughs> of the three of us, he's like the grouchy old man. Um, but yeah, he, he he puts a lot of time and effort into doing you know really brilliant introductions, and they are brilliant. But there's nothing funnier than when he fumbles over his own words. And uh, yeah, so, and the, so uh, inordinate he's a good chap. Of... I, I have great time for Ian, so he will be great on when you get him on. But just be warned, you will have to have an explicit rating for that episode because he oh, has yes. a potty. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I tr- I try to behave, but it's sometimes it's just fun to cuss. Uh, but I do get to yeah. I do get to uh, you know enjoy his company when we play D and D across the way. Indeed, and yes. uh, yeah, oh, we have we have quite the group going with that now. Uh, quite a few friends on. There. I think we're up to eight total, so seven players and myself, uh, which is great. So you know right. that way um, when there's people who need to rotate out, we have plenty of we have plenty of roster. 
not a lot of <laughs> D and D groups have a deep bench, but um, it does help. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's been great getting to know that side of you. But uh, like I said, I've been uh, interested in having you here on the show for some time now. Um, and you mentioned, you know, uh, Ian was the youngest out of all of that while that was going on. So where are you age wise? I don't know where we line up. Where am I age wise? So I am thirty six. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, so I, I'm basically the ancient one um, in that group. Unholy, <laughs> on that group of the unholy trinities we now call ourselves. Um, so yeah. So, so they give me a bit of a ribbing if you've if you've heard on the podcast. You know they they like to mock my age, um, but you know I don't feel that much older than them to be honest. Nah. <laughs> so you're yeah. the same age as my younger brother. So uh, he he was born in was it eighty six eighty seven so somewhere in there he's uh just yeah, uh i'm 84 yeah. so I'm, I'm 84 so i'm older than him okay yeah just a little bit older you're you are you are uh yeah. the voyage home years old i'm the voyage <laughs> home years old exactly yes yes and what a good one to be as well yeah yeah there uh, be whales here <laughs> that's a good one so um well wonderful and you so you grew up in ireland uh until yes. what what age uh, from birth, so I am a son of two farmers. Um, I was a surprise, as <laughs> I have um, been reminded many times by my mother. Um, so I have three siblings, so two brothers and a sister, who are all quite a bit older than me. So, oh wow! Um, my mum and dad were quite young when they got together. Um, and my mum had three kids by the time she was 20. Um, oh, wow. And she had me when she was 32. So there's a 12-year gap between me and my sister, who's the next closest to me, um, which was really interesting kind of growing up because, you know, I had a lot of adults around me, basically. Yeah. Um, and, in, and in a way, I felt like an only child because, you know, when I was sort of in my formative years, um, my siblings were all off kind of doing their own thing yeah. at university or, or whatever it was. So it was quite interesting. And, and literally I'm from the middle of nowhere in Ireland. It's, you know, proper <laughs> rural background. Um, you know, I think our nearest neighbor is like five minute walk away. Um, but there's a really amazing sense of community there. Um, and it's a really small, um, kind of, it's small in that everyone knows everyone and therefore everyone right. knows your business as yeah, exactly. So it's like it's um it's about as you classic, can't get away with you know, anything rural Ireland as you can imagine. No, you can't. And it was interesting growing up because um you know wanting to 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 escape from that kind of when I was in my teenage years and now mm -hmm. in my late thirties I'm like kind of looking to go back to that again. Pine so for just the idea a, of, a bit, yeah. And that's uh yeah, that's, it's funny. You know, I grew up in a relatively small town. Uh, well, it's an incredibly small town. Um, it's I think there's 2,000 people there now um, still. And, uh, you know, and then the outlying areas of that were all rural. So um, yeah. very much the same. That town in particular, I wouldn't really want to get back to. But the I like all of the amenities of living in the city, but I would rather have the space and quiet of you know the countryside um where you can see the stars still a little uh you know but yeah, uh it's 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 funny you say that because that is one of the things i do every time i visit home is just look up at the stars um because it's you know perfectly clear sky um and where i'm from in ireland is is um it's called county clare it's it's on the west coast it's like oh, really wild yeah uh, 
um yeah, yeah really kind of wild atlantic coast um so i'm you know the where i live it's like really scenic and beautiful and very different to where i am now in in the uk um and there's something just really nice about going back to that and that kind of raw kind of nature kind of exerting itself over you which is, is yeah something i kind of pine more for as the years go on so yeah so i think eventually you know i'll probably end up back at home you um, can retire because you know yeah yeah i'm hoping i can retire you know at a, at a fairly young age <laughs> and enjoy my life there you um, go but yeah so, so that's that that's my that's where home is for me um but as i say i've, I've been in the uk for um 14 years came over here to do a master's um, and never went back and, you know, met a great guy and, and got married here and he's he's English through and through. Um, so, yeah, so he, here I am 14 years later living somewhere I never thought I would end up living. But there you go. That's that life. is something. So um, just for my own uh, selfish uh, ends, how close is how close are you to London? So I'm about an hour away from London okay, by train. Um, right. So it, it's pretty good. And actually, I, when we're not in pandemic mode, I work in London. So I commute into London every day. Okay, all right. um, yeah. So I, not I commute. Too bad. I spend about, you know, yeah, it's, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, I guess, with kind of getting to the train station and stuff each way. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good journey. It's about enough time to like watch an episode of star trek or whatever it might be <laughs> um, or, or one thing i was doing you know before lockdown was listening to full albums because i feel like so i'm big into my music and i feel like you know with the rise of digital music that people don't listen to albums anymore nope. um and it's something i just kind of like challenged myself to do is like use the time to listen to an album from beginning to end and appreciate it as a piece of art as yes. opposed to just you know hitting shuffle on your Spotify playlist all the time. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of strangely miss the commuting, even though, you know, because I've been working from home now since March. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it feels kind of like a lifetime ago. It um, does. It does. And yeah, I, I, I strangely miss it. And, you know, it'll be weird when we have to go back to, you know, working in an office and dealing with all that. Well, and that is one thing, too, um, uh, and I'll come back to my selfish reasoning. Uh, that is one thing, too, that I have missed about my commute, uh, which isn't quite as long. And I drive because uh, America, uh, we drive everywhere for ourselves. Uh, but I do drive a Prius. So, you know, it's a little bit easier on the pocketbook. Good. Good <laughs> and the, yeah. And uh, oh, I like I like uh, filling up, you know, 400 miles on 10 gallon or uh, 10 gallons of gas. Not so bad. Um, That's pretty yeah, especially when it's only 20 bucks a tank, $20 a tank is, is cheap. Uh, but listening to podcasts is what I usually do. Um, and, you know, I get yeah. so far behind without that. I've tried to uh, find where in my morning to, you know, cut that playlist on um, rather than, you know, oh, right, I'm not driving to work today and I'll, you know, I'll be doing what it is that I'm doing without having to go anywhere. <clears throat> And, uh, and so that's the one thing I noticed that fell, fell by the wayside. But like you said, listening to music, listening to an album, especially something like a score, 
But even, uh, uh, yeah. you know, an artist record album, uh, my favorite uh, band uh, is Pearl Jam. Uh, been been my favorite for Good quite choice. some time. Yeah, thanks. And uh, uh, or or Rush, you know, and a lot of those uh, bands from then yeah. and those those albums, they're meant to be, uh, especially a lot of you know at least one side of several of uh, Rush's early albums are an entire work themselves. You know, the entire side of that record album was a work, yeah. uh, like twenty one twelve. Uh, and and then part of you, you know, uh, you for me as a teenager uh, or even a young adult with the with the disc, you know, the ta- the CD deck in the in the truck, and you'd put a disc in, and it would stay in there, right? It wouldn't even be like a mixtape or anything like that, but it would just be an album, and it and that album, that CD would sit in there for a month and it would just be picked right up when you start your start your car it picks right up where it left off and you're just in that album for so long and then when you listen to those songs later and the next track isn't the next track you're off a little bit you're thrown off a little bit by that you know yeah absolutely and i know exactly what you mean i mean fleetwood mac was my car record that would just come on every time and you know would never wear out or get tired of it um so i'm completely with you there i think it's a it's sort of a a medium of music that's being lost to time um because i so the other interesting thing i, I don't know if we've ever talked about this dan but so i actually studied music at university um, oh nice and so i my my original kind of career ambition was to be a so i did classical piano and i wanted to be a concert pianist um and you know, life got in the way, but um, I, yeah, I studied music. So it's something that's very important to me. And, you know, anyone who's probably listened to me on English, Irish and go to the movies know that I like to talk about score music a lot. Um, and it's been fun because it's, it's something that Ian knows less about. And so we end up having some really interesting <laughs> conversations about it. Um, yeah. But he's really keen, keen to learn about it. So it's, it's really interesting. But yeah, so, so music has always been important to me and i actually was you know lucky enough to work in the music business for a while as well so i worked for you know a couple of record labels and got to work with some amazing artists you know go on the road with go on the road of bands and all that sort of stuff so you know i got to kind of live the dream a bit when it came to my music that's Um, fantastic so yeah so it's yeah it's something that you know to this day is really you know part of my dna Uh well and that's the thing with music is for me, music ties in more really with memory in a lot of ways. Um, when I, you know, my wife asks me a lot, she says, well, how do you remember that? You know, is it that happened at that time or in that year? And I'm like, well, there's a soundtrack, you know, um, there's either, there's a soundtrack to the place where it happened or, um, something along those lines that helps trigger that memory. But yeah, uh, I, you know, I didn't study in university. I went to, I went to school, um, ostensibly to study mass communication and theater production. Uh, but I ended up, uh, you know, somehow (laughs) through a work study program at the theater department where my work study coordinator, my, uh, university advisor and the director of the theater were all the same professor, Dr. Greg Blakey. Um, and he, uh, he was right there on the edge. And so for the theater design classes, uh, the set design classes, he was migrating from, uh, traditional hand-drawn drafting, uh, for set design to CAD. 
using you know All programs right. like AutoCAD uh, to transition into digital drafting for the future. And this was in 1999, 1998. Um, and so for my work study, uh, he uh, he had gotten uh, some money, and we built a a Mac lab, Macintosh lab, uh, to, um, uh, set up and uh, network and have the kids, uh, the incoming students would be able to do their drafting on that platform. Um, and so that was my toe into the world that I now find myself in 20 odd years later. Uh, and you know, working for the fruit stand as it is now, um, and never would have imagined then. <laughs> And I've been using uh, the old, I've been using the, um, that platform since basically you were born. So, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a lifelong thing. Like you said, the music, uh, but, uh, no, I studied, um, you know, I did play an instrument in high schools in the marching band, played sousaphone and saxophone and marched cool. in the band and, uh, played in concert and all that. Um, but yeah, it's such a big part of, uh, the soundtrack, you know, the soundtrack of my life, I guess is the way I like to put it. Yeah. And, um, it, but not as well, not as up to speed on classical music and scores, things like that. I know the big stuff and I know what I appreciate, um, from that. And, you know, of course the Trek scores and the star Wars scores yeah. and the Superman score, uh, all just so indelible in my memory. Um, but to come back around, I will be in London in 2021, uh, all things will, and, and the world isn't on fire still. Uh, the plan at the moment is March, but it may be after that. The plan is when it's safe to travel, uh, but my passport is on the way. <laughs> fantastic so. and march is a great month because that's my birthday month so oh, um, that would be, that would be oh, an, so we have to that would be an amazing birthday present to meet you in person and to just shake your hand and give you a hug oh, right. um, provided we're allowed to do that by then yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so uh, yeah when we uh when we we have uh we we've had i've run into a couple of friends uh where you know we've oops and accidentally maybe stumbled and they've been kind enough to catch me as i stumble so they don't yeah. fall you know and 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 help me back up so we haven't had any hugs but we've had some some uh, interactions where you know people have to help each other from you don't want to fall all the way down um but yeah no i hope that uh and of course everyone will know <clears throat> everyone will know when the day is when the day has come because uh there's gonna yeah. there's yeah, no exactly. end of news on twitter about me yeah. going to london <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think that will be a major day in the Star Trek community calendar next year for the UK <laughs> the fans. Visit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I hope you know, to meet I, so I many. Have to, I, I have to actually say, yeah, I really have to say thank you. And I want to do this publicly um, to say thank you to you um, because actually, you know, you were the first kind of Trek person I reached out to on Twitter. Um, and it was after um, listening to uh, um my first ever kind of encounter with um, Trek Lad was an episode of Networking on Nimbus 3 with, with you. And you guys had a really amazing, frank conversation about mental health and family. And, you know, it just was amazing to hear two guys talking really openly about, you know, their own struggles and, and how they cope with stuff. And it just kind of touched a nerve in me. And so I reached out to you, just DM'd you and said, look, thanks for the episode. It was really great. Right. And, you know, you kind of gave such an amazing response that it gave me courage to reach out to more people. Um, and here I am, you know, as you say, nearly a year later, and I've just like found my people in a way. Um, so thank you, Dan, because, um, 
you know, you were kind of the start of it all, to be honest. Oh, wow. Uh, I, uh, wow, Albert, I, I had no idea that it was, um, that yeah. close and, uh, well, thank you very much. Um, it validates just so I tell people that if, if there's only everyone, ever one person who said it was you that made a difference or that was hearing what you said that changed something about what I was going to do. That's all that it, that's all that it takes to make every bit of it worth it. I do. I'm doing, I'm going to have these conversations anyway. I want to have them with yeah. people that I, you know, that I, that I love and enjoy to be around. And it just, it, thank you very much for that. It means a lot. Uh, so. Yeah, no, thank you. Because it, so I had a I had a really rough time last year, and you know my mental health was not good, and I ended up actually you know being off work for for three months, and kind of dipping. I'd always like dip my toe into the kind of Trek community on Twitter, but I kind of was really anxious for connection last year, and and mm-hmm. as I said, just reaching out to you and and you know hearing people talk about you know similar experiences to what I've gone through. Uh, you know, just give me that courage. And here I am, you know, I was, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, you know, I'm here a year later, I'm in the best shape I've ever been. You know, I'm, I have an amazing bunch of friends, many of whom I've yet to meet in person, but, you know, I feel like I've made just amazing, incredible friends. So it just shows, you know, how one conversation or reaching out, as you say, to one person um, can change, can change your life really um so so thank you from the bottom of my withered old heart <laughs> oh very much your it's it, it's it's a joy it, I, it really is yeah. i love making friends i love knowing more people um i am uh, you know i love having so many of you all on the other side of the world um it forces me to yeah. think differently uh, which is and very important not only in terms of where, you know, where, when you come to the existential realization of your own insignificance in the larger universe is when you can fully embrace your significance in the universe, right? You have to understand how incredibly small you are to understand what a big impact you can have. Um, I mean, (laughs) and so, you know, and to broaden that, you know, little old me in the middle of America uh, in the middle of Arkansas has to find a way, especially having never left the United States. I've been to several of these States, but I've not been outside these borders, not even to, you know, the freebies like Canada. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and so to, to find a way to give myself or, or even, you know, help bring a perspective outside of that, it's been important to me. Um, and so getting to know so many of you, I must say, I felt like I stepped into something that already existed, but I've spoken to so many folks who seemingly found the Trek Twitter Twitter community, that's never going to be easy to say, uh, as uh, about (laughs) the same time that I did. Um, And it's, it's interesting to kind of see that, you know, I don't know, and this were, these forces were before, before the pandemic, you know, these, these, these ebbs and flows were swirling before then. And it just kind of all coalesced at the right time, I think. Yeah, and and how lucky are we to be in a fandom that is so warm and welcoming like that? You know, I've, as I said, I've been you know listening to other episodes of of your podcast and you know networking on Nimbus Three, and like everyone is just so 
brilliant in their own way. You know, I, I listened to your episode with the amazing Rashid um, yesterday, and uh-huh. you know, just to hear, just to hear, you know, someone from Arkansas and you know a a man from the UK talking about faith and family, like where else would you get that? You know, and it's just um, amazing to hear. Or you know, again, you know, I'm thinking of another episode of yours with Johnny. Um, where you guys were talking about like, you know, red rednecks and what that actually means to you and why it didn't <laughs> right? kind of even register with you until you had that broader perspective. So I think it, it's you know as much a kind of a learning curve for us on the other side of the water as it sounds like it is for you. So I just I'm fascinated by people and their stories and identity and you know all that sort of thing. Um, one of my uh. other kind of big passions in life is is genealogy and kind of family history yes um so so i'm like the the family historian for for my family oh that's fun um yeah and it's just something and you know we don't exactly have a really interesting story i mean we've just you know my family have been farmers for ever it seems um <laughs> but again it's again it's it's just made me realize that actually you know i'm of the first generation to break away from that and actually to go out into the world so you know, I think it's important, like you say, to remember how insignificant you are in order to know how significant you can be. Yep. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm always really grateful. Like I've, I've had a really um, brilliant career so far. You know, I've, I've got to work with amazing creative people. I've worked in the music industry. I've worked in the film business. I've worked in publishing. Um, sorry, my dog is barking in the background. Um, dogs. But you can, uh, you know, you can you can let that sort of thing get to your head, or or you can remember where you come from. And you know, it's something I remind myself of a lot. It's like, you know, I'm I'm the son of two farmers who grafted really hard, so I could go to university and have a good life. You know, so yeah. um, I think it's really important to to remember your roots and those who have laid the path before you. So Absolutely. so it's something that you know I'm I'm really passionate about, and I'm really fascinated to learn other people's stories as well in that space well so you know and part of the show is about finding ways where we align and we connect in in unique and interesting ways but you know you've been in music you've been in publishing you've been in in movies uh I uh, I had a, a garage band in college and we produced our own yes. album and uh, I worked in movie theaters for seven years and I worked at a library so really you know, music, film, books, it's all, I've been there too, you're right, really. You're right there with me, aren't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I managed, I, I managed to drum and bass act when, when I was like <laughs> a late teen. So um, that's, oh, that's about awesome. as close as I can get that's to being awesome. in the band. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it, it's funny how like, you know, kind of your, you find shared interests with people. Again, you know, uh, I think, you know, I know you've had Sean on your, on your pod as well. And he's, you know, we've just become really firm friends um, since we started chatting. He's only an back absolute gym. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we only met, met I said, we started talking in June and there isn't a day that goes by now where we're not messaging each other. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an absolute gent. He's, he's um, you know, going to be one of those lifelong friends for me. Um, but uh, again, we just kind of found out like we had all these sort of shared interests and we were like, where were you when, when I was a kid looking for a best friend? He lives on the other side of Ireland to where I grew up. And I was like, damn it, we could have had such a good, a good right, early life right. together. We just know each other. Um, but, you know, there's something nice. And I know Sean talks a lot about, like, um, 
you know, having fun in his 30s because he had a, you know, he took his 20s quite seriously. I'm definitely someone who was very, like, driven in my 20s, was obsessed with career um, and, you know, getting a good salary and all this sort of stuff. And now I'm in my 30s and I'm just like, my perspective on life has completely changed. So it's like, if I'm not laughing at least three or four times a day, then it's not a good day. Right. Um, so. And it yeah, only, yeah, uh, yeah, just so keep that mellow mindset, man. And by the time you get to 40 in yeah, the mid forties, you'll just be chill like the dude. Uh, you know, sometimes you just yeah, have to let exactly. things be what That's, they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it really helps, you know, part of my, um, I guess journey on mental health last year was kind of learning just not to be hard on yourself. Like just mm -hmm. give yourself some credit, you know, it's just, yeah, like, right. Give yourself some you grace. Get up, you manage, yeah. You manage to get up, you manage to do your job. You know, you have friends and family that, you know, rely on you and, and are grateful for you. Like be just be, you know, congratulate, congratulate yourself on that. Cause that's just an achievement in itself. Um, so it's, yeah, something that kind of, Seems so, so one thing I think is concept, interesting, you, know, just... you, you mentioned, you know, last year, um, or, or the end of last year, I guess. So you would have been mid thirties, smack in the mid thirties. Yes. And <clears throat> that seems to be kind of a tipping point <clears throat> in modern, uh, society for men, the mid thirties, mid to late thirties is the tipping. I mean, a midlife crisis is not it's not a stereotype or, or a cliche for, for no reason. We just haven't had open and frank conversations about what that actually means to have a midlife crisis as a man in the world. And I, you know, I don't want to take anything away from, uh, the, the other genders. Um, I, you know, I don't see women exhibit that <laughs> as to, to yeah. the same degree, you know, you hear about, the man who had to run off and, you know, he had his, uh, you know, he had his little fling with whoever and he bought the sports car and it's really not that far off the mark. There's something about that mid thirties. I think that's, that tips us into a, a manic yeah. state almost. I agree. I think it's, you're kind of, you know, you either take your twenties really seriously or you have a really good time depending on, you know, your personality. I think when you get to your mid thirties, it's like, you know, family, kids, responsibilities, you kind of have to face up to that in yourself. Um, and you know, each, each experience is different as you well know, and, and everyone will have their own kind of journey and, and, um, experience along the way. But, you know, for me, it was just like a confluence of things. And then there was, you know, a slightly traumatic thing that I found out that triggered it all and, and I just completely crashed. Um, but, you know, I'm so, so grateful to this day that, you know, where where I worked at the time were amazingly supportive and were just like, take time, do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Don't worry mm -hmm. about work, focus on yourself. And so there was no real stigma attached to it. And I think, you know, times are getting better for, for men and mental health, but, um, you know, in that it's it's okay to talk about it. Um, but there is a real shame around it, I think. And it's, there shouldn't be, you know, if you fall and break your arm, you're going to go and get that arm fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have, if you hit a spell of poor mental health, then you should do something to fix it. Yep. Um, and for me, it was kind of, I had to get to that lowest point in order to realize a, there was hope there. Um, and 
then also you know realized that ultimately the biggest barrier to to getting that help was me and it was no one else and it wasn't situational or you know what was going on in the world it was just me and i think men really struggle with with vulnerability um so you know and i go back to that conversation you have with trek lad where you know you were just both vulnerable and talking about stuff in a way that felt real and kind of you know it just it makes you realize i think you start to realize you're not the only person who's going through um trauma or, or mental health difficulties or whatever it might be um and so even even that in a way has been a real learning curve for me in the last year uh, um and now you know i'm really keen you know much like you just to just to pass on what i've learned and the experience i've had so that i can help even just one person um and you know i've been fortunate enough to have someone that, so i was quite a an advocate at work around mental health because I worked in a company that was predominantly female um, really good around mental health but there there weren't any kind of men talking about it so I took it on myself to to talk about my experience and I had one person come up to me and said thank you for sharing your story I've gone and got some help and (sighs) it's because of what you said and that for me was just like that's all you need man I've done my job one That's in the all can, you need. and it makes and all, when you do the next one, it makes one. all the struggle and stuff. Yeah, it makes all the struggle worthwhile. Um, so you know, I, I'm a big fan of kind of passing that on. Um, but yeah. We've gotten very deep, and, and yeah, well, that's you know that happens here. Uh, turns <laughs> turns out, <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> it is. I don't know, and I've said this uh, a dozen times now. I'm not sure what my intentions were when I started uh, with the idea of wanting a podcast. I know that the the name behind it changed. Uh, the intent behind the name changed as the years wore on before the first episode was recorded, but. Um, the fact that, you know, we sure. seem to, we seem to want to have these conversations and that's totally cool with me. Um, you may have heard that one story and, you yeah. know, uh, unfortunately I lost a friend to suicide. Um, but he reached out to me yes. and, you know, year and a half before he, you know, he made that decision, um, and, and told me that, you know, Hey, you're, you're talking about it helped me. And so, if that caught him, you know, another year and a half with his family, even that's a win. You know, we can't always, yeah. we can't, we can't get up every day sometimes. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, <clears throat> when I was in the, when I was in the darkest places, um, it was really a matter of, I was too lazy <laughs> to die. Yeah. Um, like I, there's a, there's a very dark spot that you need to be in where you are so tired of life, too scared to die and too lazy to do anything about either one of them. Um, you have a very, uh, low sense of self-worth at that point. And that's where I think that that is the key moment where that's a make it or break it. Um, you have it and it is ultimately up to you to recognize, to take the next step. Um, someone might push you there <laughs> for me. It was, uh, yeah. Trish pushed me to the point where I, re- I realized that she had, when she is out of patience, things need to change. Um, and she had run out of patience with me. Um, and so that yeah. was, a you know, there are a lot, there are alarms that will get your attention. 
Um, but uh, to you, dear listeners out there, um, if you're hearing this and you have a struggle or you have a story that you want to share, uh, I, I'll say for myself for sure, uh, reach out to me via DM. Sounds like Albert's open to the idea too. <clears throat> Absolutely. My DMs are always open. Just reach out. Um, you know, it's important. It really is. And for me, you know, similar to you, it was just someone saying to me, you're not okay, are you? And that's when I completely lost it and yep. realized that actually, no, this is, this is happening. And you have this sense that, you know, you're, you're keeping it all, you know, you're, you're doing fine and you're, you know, it's just a, something you have to work through or whatever, but actually you just, you know, you can, people can see it and they can feel it. Um, yep. And it just takes, it just takes one brave person to, to offer help or to, to ask if you're okay. Um, so yeah, if, if you're not feeling okay, please reach out to Dan, to me, to anyone close to you. Um, and all I'll say is you will be surprised by the weight that will come off your shoulders once it's, you've, it's you've kind of done that. Yep. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, you know, definitely. and it's okay. You're not alone. And, uh, you know, we all have to get there on our own journey, uh, but it doesn't mean you have to get there alone. Um uh, you know, there's plenty of room on this. There's plenty of room on this uh, uh, starship for all of us to to get there together. <laughs> um, you know, I don't uh, I don't be my crew down to the planet and leave them behind to the doomsday machine. This Commodore uh, takes you under his wing for sure. Um, so what are you exactly. doing these days, man, besides podcasting as much as possible? You're like the you're like the most famous <laughs> yeah. podcaster without his own show. I, I know this is weird. It was, you know, again, just something I kind of got sucked into. Um, <laughs> so weir- weirdly, and, and even my career has gone this way now. Um, so I work for Audible now, and I'm relatively new to the job. Um, so I get, to, yeah, I get to do audio content all day long, now, which is so cool. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm only I'm only five weeks in, so I'm still kind of getting my bearings. Um, <laughs> but um, it just it just felt like a really good opportunity, and as someone who also works for a tech company, um, it's an exciting place to to work. You know, and I just get the sense that there's, you know, you're you're surrounded by really smart people who really want to make the best experience possible, and it's just really infectious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so I'm kind of in a in a phase of like like soaking up stuff i'm a sponge at the moment learning as much as i can um and you know i've got a really great team there um really talented people i'm sort of in that phase where i feel like oh, I'm, I'm a bit of an imposter what can i do what can i really right. do this but i know i know after time that will 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 play out and my role will become clear um but yeah that that's where i'm at right now aside from being locked down so i've started this new job virtually which has been an interesting experience at least um but you know audible have been amazing um and really supportive around that um so so yeah so that's work and then besides that i'm yeah either either recording podcasts with with various people um or you know, for me, a big thing at the moment is just staying in contact with my family back home in Ireland because I haven't seen them in nearly a year. And that is difficult for me because I'm, you know, really family orientated. Um, and I have, um, uh, what have I got? Three, no, 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 let me get this right. Four nieces, four nieces and four nephews. Wow. Um, who are all 
who are all sort of teenagers now, um, except for one who, who's not a teen. Um, and so I spend a lot of time just like checking in with them and having chats on Skype, whatever it might I'll be. I bet you're the best um, uncle. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm definitely the cool uncle. <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, and they're at that kind of age, you know, where they're some of them are well my my godchild lisa is 21 now and sort of an adult in her own right um but we you know we've got very close i would say friendship more than anything um so you know it's really nice to stay in touch with them because i feel like i'm missing out by not seeing them regularly so so yeah so when i'm not working furiously or recording podcasts i'm usually just just like trying to stay in touch with everyone back home in Ireland. Um, really hoping that I'll be able to get home soon to see them. Um, mm-hmm. Probably won't be this side of Christmas, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. And and other than that, um, as you probably heard in the background earlier, looking after my dog Tilly, which was a, <laughs> is not a Star Trek it's not thing. Named it from just the famous happens Simpson? to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Tilly, Tilly's like 10, so... <laughs> Predates our um, predates so, our favorite cat hating ensign. Yes, exactly. But a nice, nice bit of serendipity right there. Yeah. Um, and we've also got a pet tortoise, which is which is a new addition to the family as of last year. Pet turtles. Um, and then I've got my wonderful, yes, pet tortoise. Ah, nice. So yeah, so um, pet tortoise, and then. Um, that's the that they're the they're the children in the house, and then I've got my wonderful partner James, um, oh. who you know we've we've spent a lot of time together this year because we've been pretty much locked down together, it's testing um, the testing the love. <laughs> it's been quite the opposite. It's it's reinforcing and oh, growing the love. I would say more than anything. Um, yeah, this has been really nice because you know, he he works in the emergency services, works a lot of shifts. I work in an office job, um, so often there would be weeks where we don't see each other a whole lot. Oh, yeah. um, whereas now, whereas now I'm at home all the time, so I see him quite a bit. He's still going out to work, um, but it's nice to have him around and for me to be around and to get to spend time together. Um, so yeah, so so as tough as a year as it's been, I think lockdown has suited me a bit. I think just because it's given me time with with James and, and the kids, so I call them the animals. Um, and also like doing fun stuff, like having a vegetable patch and growing my own veg. Oh yeah. And things that like that. Great. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah I try to do the same yeah, thing. It's been sort of, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, find the, so a lot of my, other than my own, you know, difficulties with being in the house all the time, uh, you know, or more, more than, more than not, um, it is, uh, you know, I try to find the, the reasons why, you know, most of my pain from, from this has come through empathy and not direct pain, right? You know, we haven't suffered yeah. financially. Trish has been able to work Apple uh, it's, I'm going, I'm just going to say this. I don't say it very often because there's a lot of reasons. Uh, but I will say this Apple has been absolutely fantastic to its employees throughout this entire struggle. Y'all, um, they've kept us employed. They've kept us working, uh, regardless of whether our, uh, offices or stores were open, they've made sure that they've taken care of us and our families. So 
if you're an Apple fan or a customer, you can be proud that that money has been doing good work this year. Uh, the money you've spent has been doing good work this year. Um, but it is, uh, it's important to remember the good, you know, the things that, that we have that weren't taken from us or the things that came along uh, because of this year um, and to balance that and maybe find some neutral at least because, you know, uh, yeah, I got to, I, I got sent home. I had to stay home. Uh, I'm still home, uh, which isn't what I want to be doing. Um, but I also have had, you know, this amazing amount of time that I didn't anticipate for better or worse and mostly for the better with my kids who, two of whom are teenagers. Yeah. Um, and you know, what parent wouldn't elect to have nine additional months with their 16 year old son, uh, you know, just, just to have that time with them, um, that you're not guaranteed in at all. Uh, and especially for a teenager so close to being done with living at home, you know, um, to have extra time with them um, and us together. You know, uh, Trisha still worked the entire time. She's been out. Uh, she's a speech therapist. So she's been out going and doing oh, wow. uh, and yeah, and earning for us and uh, making sure and, you know, staying as safe as possible. And so we've had that weighing in the background, you know, is 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 it going to be OK? Because uh, things here in the in the U.S. are still quite quite difficult with the virus and the way it's it's continuing to spread, and so not all all is not well yet. Um, but Definitely you know, not, no. finding finding our way to you have to find a way to stay at least upbeat if you can. There's some people out there who obviously didn't fare as well and who didn't have the level of privilege that I was afforded uh, to be able to mm -hmm. survive this in a lot of ways. So, you know, it's important to keep that perspective. Uh, but it's also nice to find the things to, um, to, to celebrate about, you know, the situation we found ourselves in, um, made lots of new friends on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah. Found so out so many new friends, <laughs> so many new friends, uh, and, uh, definitely reordered my podcast playlist to primarily people I've actually, so, so not only uh, do the majority of the, the shows that I listen to are made by my friends now, um, but the shows that I listen to that aren't made by my friends, I've had those hosts on my show because I'm such a big fan of them. So, you know, it all plays in together. Um, what other hobbies do you have besides Star Trek, though? What, what other things entertain you besides family and Trek and work? Um, well, music, obviously. And, right. um you know, it's, it's something I, I go to as my kind of happy place a lot. Um, I'm, I love cooking and I've been like baking like a crazy man this whole lockdown. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think I've, you know, tried pretty much every recipe and every cookbook I've had at this point. Um, and that's been really good fun as well. Um, I, I love nature. I love kind of going out for walks. I'm, uh, I found mindfulness quite helpful for me. Mm. Um, so I like to go for my mindful walk every day. Um, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big into people and people watching. Um, <laughs> not in a creepy way. Right, right. Um, but, you know, it's it's something it's something I've struggled with during lockdown is not having kind of 
contact with other people oh yeah you know in the real world so it, there's something just nice about going for a walk you know you tend to see the same people either out walking their dog or, or whatever and just having a kind of a a little moment of going good morning or you know just and that gives me a, a lot of energy um other things i've been doing so um i decided so coming out of my poor mental health um stage last year i decided to take on a challenge for myself to kind of give myself something to work towards um and i'm slightly embarrassed to say i'm you know 36 years old and well at that point i was 35 and i'd never learned to drive um, okay so i yeah so i decided to learn to drive um and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And sort of intellectually found it really fascinating. Uh-huh. Got a real sense of freedom with it. Have uh, an amazing instructor who um, is ex-army. So, you know, <laughs> doesn't hold the punches. Um, but it turns out, <laughs> we found out quite quite late in the day, he's also a Star Trek fan. Um, and so much so that, you know, we ended up spending half a lesson talking about Discovery. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Again, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, so that's been sort of like my big adventure for the last year. I had got to the point where I was ready to take my test. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same in the the US, but you have to do, you know, a certain amount of lessons in order to take your test, get your driver's official driver's license. Um, And I had applied for that and then lockdown happened. So they cancelled it all. So that was back in March. And then sort of over the summer, we were able to do lessons again. So I was doing lessons, um, managed to get a test, sadly didn't pass, which is quite common here. It usually takes two goes to pass your test um, and had rebooked by test. And then the second lockdown happened. Oh, man. So, I, so basically, I'm a year. <laughs> I still haven't got my bloody full driver's license but i'm you know looking forward to kind of doing that early next year um so that's been sort of another little weird um enjoyment thing for me and then the other kind of hobby i have i guess is going to the gym and i would never have been into fitness or anything but um if there's one thing i learned you know last year while um kind of relearning everything about myself as part of my my mental health journey is that you know your body's temple you must look after it you know you mm-hmm. will <clears throat> exercise is really good to help your mood and all those things um and i was uh, how should we say quite a big guy um hadn't been really taking care of myself um and decided i wanted to change that so joined the gym last year got a personal trainer um lost five stone which is uh, let me get this right like a lot of pounds yeah yeah that's not a small <laughs> so, amount yeah lost i think it's not a small amount so um you know just through real hard work and great and so it's something i've come to love um again with lockdown gyms have been closed that's been a little bit difficult so i've been trying to get inventive with how i like exercise at home and that um so that's become so, so it, weirdly this last year you know, I've been able to like newly throw myself into the Trek community, um, have been learning to drive for the first time, been sort of getting into fitness and health for the first time. So it feels almost like a sort of a um, an Albert NCC, you know, 1701A version. Oh, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the refit version. A little bit of refit. Um, and, yeah, a bit of a refit. So 
so yeah, if if you just kind of ask me this time, even last year, I guess, you know, what my hobbies were, you probably would have got a very different answer, um, which just shows you we're always growing, we're always learning, and we should always be trying new things. Um, That's it, exactly. Because it, will, it, surpri- it might surprise you what you might enjoy. It's true. Well, to make you feel better or perhaps worse, um, at least so every state is a little different because heaven forbid we have, you know, one regulatory body that tells us how everyone should <laughs> learn to vote or drive. Uh, so every state yes. has different rules. But if you get licensed in one state, you are licensed everywhere, um, <laughs> regardless of how much you may or may not know. So in <laughs> Arkansas, all you have to do first step is pass the written test. Okay, so you get the you get the state's uh, laws manual and you study that and you take the written test and you're given a permit Um, and you can do that at 14 Mm -hmm. years of age. So you get the permit. You do not have to have that permit for any length of time, nor do you have to prove any um, amount of uh, driver's education. You get into your vehicle with a state trooper. And he trusts that you know what you're doing. Uh, And you go around the block, literally just drive around the block, and you park the car at the state trooper headquarters, and they give you a full-fledged license, as long as you don't kill anybody. It's quite scary. So I feel like I... (laughs) need to come and visit you and i need to come and visit you in arkansas and get my, <laughs> oh, my license that way you should for many reasons especially for the nature <laughs> walkabouts um our tag yeah. is the natural state yeah, and we have uh we have 28 plus uh state parks all within three hours of my house friend wow. yeah so great so yeah. country walk country walk and then back to dance to watch some trek i could do yeah, that perfect yeah absolutely absolutely Definitely. that's how it goes uh, well, we, uh, we're having to come to a close here. Unfortunately, time uh, is the fire in oh, which we burn. No and it comes for all men. Indeed. Uh, so <laughs> it comes for us all. Uh, it's a companion. It's actually a companion, Dan. It is a companion. I have learned, <laughs> uh, someone, someone circled it for me, um, it can neither be saved nor wasted. It can only be spent. So spend it wisely. Exactly. Uh, and true, uh, true, true. do you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, put out there or make sure the listeners hear before before we're done um so as you said i'm a fairly regular guest on on an english man and an irishman go to the movies um we've got an episode out this week which i i know this is going to go out in december i believe but um we have reviewed the never-ending story which is a yes you know, a, ch- a childhood favorite. Um, so do give that a listen and support the guys. Um, I'm expecting I'll probably be on a few more episodes. Um, but yeah, other than that, just, you know, really want to meet as many wonderful people as possible. Um, so don't be shy about saying hello on Twitter. Um, as I say, my DMs are always open. If anyone's, you know, needing a friend or a chat or whatever, please do reach out to me. Um, I have serious counselor Troy, seriously counselor Troy vibes. That's really hard to say. <laughs> hard uh, to say. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm good at uh, listening and advice. So if there's anything I can do on that front, don't be shy about reaching out. Um, but other than that, you know, you'll probably find me driving around Kent trying to get my driver's license. There you go. Stay off the uh, sidewalks, w- folks. Once lockdown finishes, stay off the sidewalk. I'm a good driver, though. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> right on. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Albert. Um, the plan is always is to uh, have a sequel at some point in the future, uh, as soon as I figure out how all that works. Um, but uh, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being a, a patron, especially. Uh, and for you listeners, if you're interested in doing that, that's patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. And you can sign up there for as little as $3 a month and earn early access to this show. Uh, however, you may always earn access to this show just by subscribing through your catcher of choice, available for free without ads every Thursday until I can't anymore. Um, and this has been myself, Dan Decker, your host for Bad Choices in Bourbon. Uh, thank you again for listening. Hope to earn your ears again next week. Good night. <laughs>